Four in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. What's going on, everyone? You are listening to the All Wings Reporting Podcast. I am your co-host with me, as always. It's my older brother, Chris. You left out your name there. Oh, <laughs> uh, what well, people you know? Always, they know the, the stick. You always go, I'm your co-host, Vinny. And you just said, I'm your co-host. I was like, uh, it's I was with waiting a, first. It's with a Y. It's with a Y. Don't, don't, it's not I-E. It's not how I. It's not how I, I identify or Benny. prefer to spell my name. That's correct. And the Jets, not those Jets. Those are Aaron's Jets now. Anyway, Mando three is wrapped, so we are we're done. We close that chapter. We, we close talking about that show for a little bit. Sad to see it go. Uh, we're here to talk about Star Wars Celebration which we kind of talked a little bit, sprinkled it in on the last couple episodes of our Mando breakdowns, but we wanted to talk about our experience at Star Wars Celebration, our first celebration, uh, tell you guys things about we saw, our reactions to some things. Um, we didn't post any videos of us crying on the internet for our reactions or anything like that, so we thought maybe we would try to do that here a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to be fun. And um, you know, it, it was crazy that celebration kind of like, you know, crept, not crept up on us, but like it was what well, we, it was a year away. Right. I was actually on my honeymoon when we bought tickets, bought four day tickets to, like, to, to go to this. So literally almost, you know, a full year later, we, we got to go to the UK. So, um, I'm actually excited to, to talk about this and, you know, let you know how we enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, we, well, didn't want it to get lost in the mix, uh, you know, because as it was, we were over there in the height of the Mandalorian with the uh, penultimate uh, episode there um, with, you know, chapter 23 having dropped when we were there. Um, so we didn't, yeah, didn't want to double up uh, and wanted to be able to give this like, yeah, one, its own thing, like its own episode. Um, so even though it's after the fact, I still think there's some some cool stuff that we can talk about that not uh if you weren't there you 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 either might not know or um you know you can only read about certain things right me and you were fortunate enough to see things with our own eyes that the public still has not seen um or heard and so you either read it secondhand or um you're gonna get it. You're gonna get that info from us. So kind of cool. Yeah, we flew out of JFK. We flew into Amsterdam, a connecting flight. As we know, Star Wars Celebration was on the eastern side of London, and Heathrow flights were a lot cheaper. But you would have had to take like an hour and a half train ride from one side of London all the way to the other, and then. I was like thinking about, I was like, I don't really want to trek back an hour and a half, like the day home either. Like, even though we had like a big window when we got there, I was still like, yeah, this kind of not for me. So we decided to fly right into like this smaller airport, which 
wasn't terrible, but obviously you're like, I, I really just fly past where I'm going to, to fly back. So that was an experience with a 55 minute layover, uh, truly like running to, through the airport just to get there. <laughs> yeah. N- just enough time to like grab a piss and then. Yeah. Board, it. board, board the puddle jumper or board like the bigger flight. So, uh, yeah, flying out there, we got in. That that's always kind of weird when you travel. When you go kind of like ahead in time, so like we took off like four o'clock in the afternoon and landed there like six o'clock in the morning. So, not much shut eye like on um, when we left. But when we landed, took a quick nap. Hotel let us check in, and then we did some tourist stuff on Thursday, which was pretty cool. Like I know you haven't been to the UK before, so we got to like go over there and and you know check all that stuff out, and then we checked out. Uh, the venue, which our hotel was like a mile from, and you know, Star Wars is cool. Well, Celebration's cool. Like they, you could get right on the train. There was so many hotels right around the venue. There was, um, honestly, we could have walked or took just like a five dollar Uber, which is pretty, you know, convenient and stuff. So they did a very good job at placing this uh, in in a place that was very like um, uh commuter friendly i mean oh we also took that ride chris remember that we took that like uh uh what do you what what was that ride where we went to the o2 academy where elton john was playing what would you call that yeah it's by the royal docks there um it's like a skyway basically it's like a ski lift but it was like uh yeah like a ski lift but with yeah they call it i think they call it the cloud like the ifs cloud so Think of it like, um, like in Disney, they have the Skyliner. Yeah, the Skyliner. It's like that. You kind of get a nice, um, cool view there. It, it brings you kind of from the lower port, the docks, which is actually very close to the Excel Center where the where the uh, convention was. Uh, yeah, right over to the O2 Arena, which is probably one of the, would you say the most famous. One of the most famous, um, I guess maybe the most famous would be like what Wembley or something like that. But it, yeah, it, it's just massive. Alan John was doing like three nights there. Yeah, it, it, while we were there, actually, we joked about maybe getting tickets as Yelling John, but I think it didn't work out. He actually might have had a concert the night we were in the O2 Arena, and then he had a couple nights off. He did like one on, two off. I looked at the schedule because tickets were actually cheap, uh, we had heard. But yeah, what's cool about the O2 Arena is it's also a mall, like a big mall. In, so why you, are you laughing? Because if you don't pack like a rain jacket for the UK oh, and like the weather, okay. the weather's so, not always great there. So, <laughs> or so, if you just pack, hold on. If you only pack Steve know. Madden boots yeah. and you're gonna be on your feet all day, you may need to buy sneakers. <laughs> Then, right, okay, that's you're telling half a story. All right, so just, just really quick, I don't want to bore anybody with this. You're such an asshole. Um, <laughs> you really no. So I look at the weather over there. It's the same weather in London, temperature wise, as it is here in the states, right? So it's about like sixty, sixty degrees, we'll say. Um, so, and I, think about it. I'm going to be in a convention center four days. I don't, I'm not somebody who wears a jacket and, and, and I don't want, and then when I'm in the convention center, I'm going to sweat my ass off. I want to carry a jacket. So I packed all long sleeves, right? 
long sleeve t-shirts, we'll say. I had one, like I had a couple hoodies, long sleeve sweatshirt. We get there. Yes, it's about 60, but it is in the morning. It's very cold. Um, it is windy. Like it was insanely windy that first day we were there when we went to O2 and it's rainy. So when you have a combination like wind and rain, 60 can also feel like for, like 40. I don't know. So yes, to Vinny's point, um, we were in O2. We were in the arena. I happened to see like a Nike outlet and they had, they had some like good deals on stuff. So I bought a windbreaker and then, yes, I did wear boots. I brought boots with me. Um, to kind of wear out like casual, not for the convention. Um, but I had also bought a pair of uh, Jordans. Anyway, not super comfortable though. They look cooler than they are. So when I was there, I also bought a pair of Air Maxes uh, because same thing, they're a good deal and I was going to be on my feet for, you know, in effect, what, 12, 14 hours a day. So Vinny was giving Go me to celebration. Go to celebration for the Star Wars memorabilia. Leave with the Air Max ninety five. So that's 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 what you do. Listen, man, it is it is what it is. Look, they got a luggage store in the airport, right? That is true. One thing we we uh, I know we like caught like a quick nap. Uh, I think you know we got there, which was cool. Then we went out to shopping. Took Chris to his first Nando's experience. Uh, I got like to see Big Ben, based. which was like that was the, that's. You're a tourist, you know. I would imagine that's like when 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 people from Europe come here, they want to see what they're like. Empire State Building, um, li- you know, Statue of Liberty. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You come to New York, what do you want to see? Like um, a rat eating a piece of pizza. Um, yeah. Homeless guy. We, we cranking it on the sidewalk. I don't know. Something. You may see that. Yeah. It was cool. We actually ran into um, John and Lacey and uh, James from the Resistance broadcast, like in the uh, in the in the airport. Oh, in the airport. And, I, and somehow we didn't see them the rest of the convention, and uh, that's kind of funny. But they're extremely nice people, and and that was very cool to just like meet well, them. they're actually on our on our flight. I could tell I could tell you why we didn't see them, and and this is it was just because we. Um, so celebration, uh, b- before we get into it, we'll, I'll say this too, because there might be people looking, this is the big thing, like they did announce, right, the next celebration, they're going back to an every other year schedule, it's going to be in Japan, or, it's going to be in Japan, 20, yeah, it's 25? Japan. Japan. They did not say what city yet though, right? Like it's not like it's like, they didn't announce like Tokyo or just, just Japan right now. Yeah. I just want to make sure. So anyway, where I'm going with this though is that the tickets this is very important. If you can, if you're thinking about, you're listening to this, you're like, you know, I'm thinking about going to my first ever Star Wars celebration. Like if you haven't gone before, if you have, you know the deal. You got to really, really, A, get on it early. Like, you know, day one. And now I was day one, but the, it sells out like everything else, right? VIP is the way to go. If you can get VIP tickets, they're obviously a lot more expensive maybe even close to double what you're going to pay um, for a face value like day pass, but you're going to save yourself a lot of time, uh, aggravation, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, 
like just time on your feet. So we, we can kind of get into it. But so so where I'm going with that is when we did talk to the guys from uh, and gal from Resistance Broadcast, um, you know, they were lucky enough to, uh, you know, get VIP um, passes. And that gets you. There's there's like a special area that you can kind of hang in, but also you are guaranteed access to the panels. You don't have to wait in queue like we did. We'll get into that. Um, and so Throw some elbows with some people. I think. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I was cool. If anything, I, I, I even Robin Hooded it a little bit. Hooded, hooded it. Robin Hooded. I don't you, know. We'll you, talk about that. You get like early access for shopping in the store, which is convenient. Oh, yeah. You, you know, actually, you're big. also. The, yeah, you're allowed in half an hour before doors. So, like, get in, kind of like get yourself situated a little bit. Um, it's just, I would imagine it's a little bit of a different experience. But again, it's, a, you know, I don't know. I would imagine VIP tickets are very limited. Uh, and especially, they're, they're highly sought after because you're guaranteed access to every panel versus trying to win a lottery for panels or doing what me and Vinny did and line up in the queue. So um, that, and I, I want to get right into that. If you get, if you decide to go ever have them ship the tickets, your passes to your house. Don't we did we'll that. call it. Don't do not send it to will call. We got there Thursday just to like scout the venue, see where you get in, see it set up, take a, take a picture in front of the massive sign. Just take a quick look. The line for people to pick up their passes, I want to say was 400 people long midday, like just to, just to pick them up the day before the convention. Do not do that. Like and do you, not do that. Yeah. And you want to get them, you want to get them officially through Star Wars Celebration and I, they use a company called a Reed Pop. Uh, you want to get it through them. I do believe they have like a secondary seller. I don't think it's reseller, but it's like a secondary seller. There were a lot of people who had problem with their tickets. Like they were told that they had tickets and they got there and they had to kind of iron all that out. Um, and then, of course, too, so the- you go ahead. I want to talk about lining up that eat that member that notice we got. So you do that and then I'll jump into that. What the notice we got, you want me to talk about that or you want to? Oh, 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 I can. So like, it was like, Oh, Hey, doors are at, do not line up before. What time do they tell us not to line up before eight o'clock or nine o'clock? So, so just to give you a heads up. Well, that's the other thing too. So in case you didn't know this, you, you might, you might not. It's a four day event. It's always well, I don't know if it's always been four days, but it's four days since I can remember. And so it's Friday. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Typically, typically, Friday and Saturday are two of the most popular days. Saturday's your Saturday's guaranteed your most popular day. It sells out right away. Monday is kind of light. Like people are sometimes over it by the fourth day. They're going home that day. There's usually not a lot going on outside of closing ceremony. On yeah, all the actors and are are gone by that. The talent is is gone by that point. So they're checking out. The sign- there might still be right. a few stragglers, but they're 
they're trying to get out of there on on a Hayden, Monday. Hayden Christensen is still taking photos right now. There's rumor he's still taking photos <laughs> with fans. God. Yeah, he, the most he, popular person at celebration was Hayden. There's no doubt about it. Well, not I, downplaying that. I said to you, and 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 I mean this in no disrespectful way. I don't know that he needs the money, but I'm like, dude, like he's doing. He had the most. He, Hayden Christensen had the most photo opportunities. He was doing photos solo, right, by himself. He was doing photos with Ian McDermott. So you got like the, let's say the Emperor, uh, you know, so Palpatine and, and, and Anakin, right? He was doing photos with Ewan McGregor. So you could get a photo with him and Ewan. Um, did he, I don't know if he did ones with Ashley Eckstein too. There might have been a... I don't think a, so. A, I don't know. I uh, so maybe he didn't. I thought, but it doesn't matter. He he had, yeah. We were talking to some people at the venue, and he was doing an insane amount. But anyway, where I'm going with this is, um, first of all, if you're I flying, have that crazy too, statistic for that too. <laughs> they said he did 2,800 photos in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's honestly just un- think about unbelievable. That. That's I don't. Yeah, yeah, I can't my can't wrap my head around that. I don't understand how his like face didn't hurt from smiling because he looked. We saw photos, you know, everyone who took photos with him. He looked very, ple- you know, happy, pleasant. That would yeah. Everyone said he was super. He was super cool. So that's 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 awesome. Like everyone was like, and it's not. I I made you this you know thing here. Can you hold it? Can you leave? Can you be my voicemail? It's very like. Snap, go, thank you. Keep no, it yeah, you like got they, they get you, they get you in and out. It's they're, yeah, they're it's no joke. We'll, we'll, I, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll get back to well, our was, experience with that, and it's me. Yeah, that that's all. That's all you uh, going going off on that. We got that. We got no. We so, got you. Get like a, a letter, the briefed. They say don't line up early, or you'll be sent to detention block uh, three three seven, whatever, from a new hope. Right? They 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 kind of tell you that, but, but we were a little hesitant right we're a little nervous we're like let's just like see what happens we get there early what happens oh chris early. old chris has we'll some coffee. anxiety yeah old chris has some anxiety right so, we were like let's take the tube and then we we ended up like literally the wrong way we're like no we want to go that way it's two stops we're we're over here so we we're like let's just uber we'll get situated we'll get starbucks if we have to like we'll we'll, we'll kind of like just putz around a little bit but people were lining up at seven um, seven. I would say that's seven, seven thirty, seven, seven thirty, and doors weren't until ten. Ten. So what they did was you you lined up like almost in like a uh, they would call it like a like a carport like the outside like and then we were in like a like a line and then they let you into the convention where we went into like a, like a holding like place with, with bike racks and I, I have a photo we probably shared it but they had like rows of bike racks probably. I want to say 30 rows of bike racks. And then it went from like row one all the way to 30. Okay. It was the biggest warehouse space I've I've ever seen. It was like an airport hangar. It really was. It was like a a, a jet hangar. It it was massive. If you've ever been in one. Yeah. Right. It it, was massive. So – yeah, day one, we actually we probably got there around seven fifteen, seven twenty, I'd say, and quickly we're for like, 10 oh, doors. we better for ten a.m. <laughs> doors. We're like, we better line up now. Keep in mind, 
we knew the schedule too. So day one, Friday, they're kicking it off. Day one is the Lucasfilm uh, panel, Lucasfilm showcase, whatever you want to call it. We Now, I had I think we even said this maybe on the pod. There was a rumor that they were going to announce three new movies. That's all I knew. That's literally all I knew. Obviously, we assumed they were going to talk about Star Wars TV. We knew that Ahsoka was day two. So I wasn't like, okay, that's not going to be Ahsoka. But, you know, that leaves it open-ended. So we, we that was obvious. And we I applied for the lottery. So the way that works is to, if you get, if the person who like buys your tickets, right, they give you the heads up. You start getting emails. Uh, you start following them on Twitter. There's a, there's a celebration app. And they tell you the dates that things are going to start happening. So, for example, um, sometime in March, I think it was around the second week in March, they gave you a window and they said, listen, you can apply for the panels at this time. Not every panel you could apply for the lottery, but it was the major ones. So it was um, there was four panels that I could apply for. And signing up does not guarantee you entry to the panel. You basically get entered into a lottery and then they let you know by the end of March whether or not you've been granted uh, access. And if you'd get it, the people within your party, like if you bought a group of tickets, I think they max it out though at four. Someone could correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's maxed at four um, is allowed in. So if you're a group of five, hey, one of you are odd man out or they're going to have to try to get on a, you know, a queue to, to, you know, go on a standby line. But anyway, we, uh, there, there, so Lucasfilm panel was one. Ahsoka panel was two. Um, Bad Batch was one. And the Andor, and, uh, oh no, excuse me. Villains, villains of the sequel trilogy was the fourth one. Those were the four that you could apply for. The other panels that they had, like an Andor, Making of Obi-Wan, uh, Clone Wars 15-year anniversary, those were all ones that you could not, uh, ahead of time, apply for. That was kind of like a day of, you either got in standby, or if you were one of the people that had VIP, you were guaranteed access to those panels. So me and Vinny got into zero panels. I applied for uh, all of them. For the lottery. Not get, for the lottery. For the lottery. Did not get, we did not get picked. So in effect, that's why we lined up early because we wanted to see what standby was about. We had a feeling uh, it was going to be kind of chaotic and that people were going to line up. We literally had though no idea, you know, showing up at 720. Are we early? Are we, we thought we were, are we late? We don't know. When we got there and saw those people ahead of us, I mean, it, 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 that line went forever. I'm like, dude, forget it. We're not getting in. There's no way. But um, after, so we stood, Finney's point, from 7.20, we stood um, until they shuffled us in. Then we stood more uh, from about um, 8, but from 8 till 10, we stood in the- And then the, the panel- line from 10 to 11 well yes so so once 10 is once doors quote unquote effectively they start letting you in row by row so like day one we got we weren't the first row of people in we were the second row so we got in pretty quick and everybody is making a beeline they're telling you don't run you know it reminded me 
it, it was reminiscent of like a, anytime me and you used to do like midnight release for like Star Wars toys. Remember they're like, don't run, no running, single file. You know, it was like that, but people were like power walking. Um, it, we were chanting chaotic. one way out. We were chanting one way out as we, or one way in. Yeah. Yeah. We, as we bum rushed to the, um, the galaxy stage. So we're probably um, not selling this to you real good. Cause you're probably going, this sounds horrible. It, 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 it made for a, it, very was. Interesting it was literally, experience. it was literally awful. It was literally the worst. Uh, it, right. It, again, it was that part of it. Wasn't great. I'll say this, our hard work paid off. So we, we get in and, and so here's the other thing. We don't know this. We find this out. There's three stages within celebration. Okay. You have the main room where the actual people are the actors and the stars and Kathleen Kennedy and Favreau and Filoni. Right. And then there's two sub stages. So there are other theaters that uh, I can only speak to the one that me and Vinny were in the most, which was the galaxy stage. I think the cap in that room was 4,500 people. Does that sound right? Something like that. The main room was, uh, was, was 4,500. Our room was uh, tw- about twenty five hundred, and then the next room oh, really? was about like was like twelve hundred people. Yeah, so okay. the arena so- and the other celebrations like Anaheim holds about ten thousand people, and that's something more that you see like a maybe like a small basketball team play at like a college team. Like so, yeah, this uh, is yeah. like half the size of like Anaheim. So we got forty five hundred. Our room is about twenty five uh, twenty eight hundred, and then it was like a, mm, like a thousand people in the other. So. Room. They tell you what's nice is when you get in, they're starting to tell people already. Like if something's filled up, they might say like, hey, main stage, no more standby, whatever the case is. So we kind of made a beeline and in a way followed people. You know, we didn't know exactly where we're going. There is a map on the app, but not very helpful. Um, That map is trash. We go to the galaxy stage <laughs> and and wait on another line. Now it's, you know, keep in mind it's 10 o'clock. The panel's not till 11. So we stood Can't for be. another hour. Stood for another hour. Yeah, just straight up, straight up, just made a beeline there. Um, and people are lined up that have the lottery, people that won the lottery, right? And obviously, if you're a VIP, you also have access. And they kind of measure, from what I was told, there's 10% of the room was set aside for standby. But then you also are going to have people who didn't show up, people that just put their name in a lottery and, you know, who knows? Like, I think a lot of people, because you could also, like, let's say you got the panel, but you also signed up for Funko's lottery, which happened to have a later date that you could sign up. Some people might have been like, you know what, dude, I got to go get that Funko forget the panel or I have celebration or the shopping can, or the shop, the store, you got to sign up. If you want to go in the store and guarantee that you're going to get something that maybe you really want out of the store. That was another thing you could sign up for like a, it was basically like a lightning lane or, or I think they might've called it like light speed access or something like that. I, I forget now, but at any event, we didn't know me and Vinny literally did not know. I mean, there was, and they tell you there's no guarantees. You could wait on this standby line and it does not mean you're getting in. So you got to figure we, we waited from 7.20 to 11 a.m. And remember, it started. So the panel started. We're about three, four minutes when the, the 
the host is speaking. Now, no one's come out yet. And we're like, dude, I don't think we're getting in. They're talking. And sure enough, though, they, they came over to our row and me and Vinny got in. So we were not in the main room. We were in like an adjacent stage room where they were broadcasting or streaming the event, but still awesome. And the way it worked out, we were not in the set. Like we got very close. Do you remember like Lucasfilm? We were probably only 20 rows from the front. I mean, very close to the screen. I had forgot my glasses. Um, <laughs> I need glasses for distance, but we were close enough where like, it wasn't a struggle for me. It was awesome. Um, Chris was we, watching we the in. person do the sign language on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I, was like, like I, think, cool. I think he said he wants more crab cakes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> we, but again, I, I know this sounds, uh, you know, whatever, but like, I'm telling you when we got in that seat, I looked at Vinny. I think I even put his hand on my hand on his shoulder and I'm like, dude, it was worth it. Like we, we made it. Yes. We just stood for the last four hours. But we we Four got it. We're, hours. <laughs> we're in the room. So literally. So next thing you know, uh, we're watching, and it's like Kathleen Kennedy comes out, and you know she's talking, and you know I, I'm already like, it's a blur. Like, I, what they talk about first, Andor? I think that's that's a botch because now I. I I don't remember. I know the the things I did talk about because well, I feel like Soka was second. Well, guys, was can we Mando just say, last? Mando was last. Can I? I know that. Can I just say too? There is no. Let me whip out my phone. Mind you, we're not well, even no. in the. I'm not even in the room with Kathleen Kennedy. I'm watching her. I'm in the same building as her. I'm watching her talk to um, Tony Gilroy and Diego Luna. And, you know, John Favreau and Filoni, I'm not even in the same room as them. I'm watching a stream. If I take my phone out to take a picture, they're going to come confiscate my phone. Or we saw it like we saw it. They're, or they're going to make us go through our library or our pictures. And they want to see everything deleted. Everything was under lock and key. You could not take a picture or video and anything really. Yeah, they had a tight lid on it. That was, it. I mean, it was like a sigh of relief, you know, because you know it depends. If you go to these things, you're not like a, a waiting in line person or a crowds person. You know, I don't want to take away from this panel, but you know, we we had to put the work in to get, um, you know, the reward. We got a, a look at the acolyte, which I don't know where it was when they brought out. Um, they brought the cast. They brought out and the the director and and they. This, I think they, that was. I think that was second. I, I think Andor. I think Andor was first, which actually surprised me because I didn't know because they're, they're literally smack in the middle as they told us, filming I season think, two. I think everything was filming because even they got the skeleton crew. They're like, listen, we're just filming all the space stuff right now. They're like, everything is done, but the space battles and the music. So they're like, we just can't be there. So, twenty twenty four is the release on that. Um. Oh, and we Andor, we yeah. got to see we got to see. Uh, I would say a trailer, but from what I gathered and from what Tony Gilroy said, that trailer is only showing us a first look at the first four episodes. That was everything too. Uh, like I think that's what they said about Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. Like, this is the first four episodes. 
Everybody. It, it was awesome. Um, one of the big things is um, Andy Circus is going to be back. That's kind of like a spoiler ish thing there. Um, I believe Andy Circus is back for Andor. Looks really awesome. 2024 is what they said. The first look, I mean, they, it was really nothing. It was a lot of little flashes. Like I, I would almost call it, it was like a teaser. It was not like a full blown, um, it was not a Soka trailer right it was just very but dude it it looks like the best parts of season one and the best parts of rogue one like that's what yes that cassian looked like we also see him we see cassian with mon mothma at one point which i thought was cool yeah it, it was awesome to so see him do like a together. little time jump and and tony was cool man he's like you know where this is going he's like he's like you know how this is gonna end like it's He's like, that's the fun part, but the hard part, we're just going to have to like bring this to Cassian leaving um, to go meet, you know, so-and-so right before Rogue One. So it's literally going to just like flow right into it. But the, I thought Andor had a lot of dull spots in it, but I also thought it was like one of the best Star Wars um, live action shows. It's had like a lot of depth and I think the timeline is good, but now this is like that show just on steroids like it just looks so much more beefed up it looks like there's a lot more action in it it looked in incredible and i don't know diego got i was diego was or wasn't there he was there he was there he was there yeah he i don't know he, he was got there like but good... he for some yeah he was um We thought maybe he wasn't there because he was not available to any of the attendees, meaning everyone else kind of was doing signings or pictures or uh, whatever. Diego Luna was noticeably absent from all of that. And meanwhile, you know, this was, you know, I don't know, a big show. But, yeah. Oh, and he was saying how like important like England was. It was like a second home during all this, which is which was cool. Um, I think a show f- like like something they showed us, and I don't remember where it was when we, when we did it. Uh, you know, it's the acolyte, which is just something that's so fifty years before Phantom Menace. They talk about the villains and and, and the Sith and they talk about just shows full of Jedi. So I feel like no live action show for Star Wars right now has anything to do with that. And the the director Dude. Go ahead. No I, I just want to say uh of everything I saw on the first day for for anything new anything new that's coming out. Uh, this I was the most this 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 geeked me the most piqued my interest the most I'm the most excited um, about this show I think it actually has the potential to be the strongest that we've seen based on that first look that that we saw didn't mean if I didn't mean to kind of step on your toes but it is no it looks um, like Kill Bill Kill Bill meets Star Wars we saw. I think like eight Jedi igniting their their lightsabers. We saw just some incredible, you know, shots. It looks very can can force can I? So so check this out. So Kathleen Kennedy is almost running the um, the event. We'll say her and the host, but she's staying on stage as you know. Okay, Tony Gilroy leaves with the Endor cast. 
and then she brings out Leslie Headland, who's doing um, Acolyte. And accompanying her, the creator uh, of Acolyte, is a Wookiee Jedi. He's, 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 it looks like something from High Republic, right? So we, we see a Wookiee who's wearing clothes that look like Jedi garbs. We learn later that it's Junus who's been playing Chewbacca in the new movies here. They, they asked him to be part of this cast. He's going to be a Jedi Wookiee. That's freaking amazing right there. Like, so cool. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Getting another. I think the, another I think it's Kogo. It. Uh, someone's going to correct me. Kogonada. Kogonada, I believe, is the is the name of the Jedi Master. He's going to play. You said Kill Bill. She actually said, um, uh, Leslie, uh, that her pitch to Kathleen Kennedy was, "I'm thinking of a show that uh, or a Star Wars project that is Kill Bill meets Frozen." And she, you know, I guess. Kathleen Kennedy was like, um, yeah, cool. Sound, sounds great. People are going to be like, what? Fro-? But I'm telling you, it looked awesome. Like the, the fighting looked. Yeah. Like Vinny said, like it, it, actually she said she's been studying a lot of um, samurai movies. She went back to all of George Lucas's influences. She's been looking at that and that is, it, it is like heavy in what we've seen like the the fighting just seems more raw and it seems like it would be before old. the time of yeah it, it seems old but new yeah like you know how they star wars can do that they can make something hundreds of years before but and it, it's like an it's old it, it's like you know it's it, what's old to me now you know it's older but it's still it just looks brand new it, it just like looked incredible yeah, I think there's a, so, there's a lot so of good. So sick. Yeah, Dude, that trailer. Years, maybe Yoda pops up. I don't know. That that trailer, um, which, to be honest with you, I tried to find it online. It, it has been removed quite a few times. You could, if you like Reddit had it and it said it's been removed. Lucasfilm had it removed for copyright uh, infringement. But they, that show and I, again, I heard this is a rumor. They didn't say this is celebration. I heard the rumor is that the main character, um, I think her name is a man. Oh, and dude, yeah, the, the, the main character came out dressed as Padme for no other reason other than she's like a huge fan. Pretty awesome. Um, I heard a rumor that she actually is a twin and that one, they were separated. I don't know if it was at birth or when they were very young and one, they're both force sensitive. One is a Sith and one is a Jedi. Not sure if that's true, but uh, the story from what I saw in that, in that trailer looks amazing. I can't even remember if they told, I can't even remember if they told us that, Um, you know, uh, another look, another show that we got to look at, which honestly, like this for me, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be for me. I don't, uh, you know, I just kind of like shrugged it off, but it's in the same Mandoverse, Ahsoka timeline, Skeleton Crew with, with Jude Law. Uh, Goonies, Stranger Things, meet Star Wars. Looks, looks uh, well, incredible. I was surprised. Yeah, well, he was there too uh, and looked great, Jude Law, which was, which was awesome. Great hair, great stash, Ted Lasso looking. <laughs> 
dude, he, they, dude, they, first of all, they also have like an incredible, incredible, like, first of all, if John Watts is involved, which is crazy, like, dude, he did, I mean, he's done Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Home, Far From Home. Um, he, I mean, he's done, he's just done so much stuff. He was going to do Fantastic Four, but dropped out. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff, dude. They have direct, they have John Watts directing, Lee Isaac Chung, David Lowry, um, Bryce Dallas Howard is, is going to be back for this. Uh, we, yeah, the teaser that we saw for this, it did. It, it looked, when I heard it was going to be a show about kids, I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. But this, that's how it was described to us too. They said, think of like, think of ET for example. And that's what Kathleen Kennedy was saying. Like when she attached a John Watts to this project, like that's the vibe they were going for. You know, ET was like a movie that it's like a cult classic. Yeah. It's about the, you know, these kids and this, this alien, but like it was so accessible for everybody. Stranger things, like you said, that's what this has. It has a very Goonies meets Stranger Things ET vibe. Looks very very awesome, and it helps the it helps the Mandoverse too because we saw, um, you know, we saw the pirates um, that were kind of taking over Navarro. We saw the one yeah. pirate in the scene like that. And spoiler alert, major spoiler alert: Jude Law playing. Uh, a Jedi figure. He had a lightsaber in that, um, in the trailer. Like they gave that away to us. Yeah, that that was awesome. The, the show actually looks great. Pleasantly surprised. This was one that I had. I don't want to say that I wrote it off, but I was like, kind of like, okay, skeleton crew, whatever, you know. Like, but it it looked um, it looked really awesome. And then after that, uh, I believe we we saw. It's funny because I was surprised that they even mentioned Ahsoka, knowing that the panel was the next day. But we got the first trailer and poster for Ahsoka. They saved yeah, some of the little stuff, but like they brought out <laughs> because Dave even brought said out that Rosario. he's like, oh, "We have we have a, we have a panel tomorrow." You know, we have a panel tomorrow, and and Rosero said, "Like, can we can we finally like see something?" So. I feel like it's in that moment where like some of these characters and actors are really like not seeing this, like for the first time, maybe they're getting a clip or like a still, but you know, I think there's such a tight lock and key on it. Like you saw the actors on stage seeing this for the first time, like the kids from uh, skeleton crew, they hadn't seen anything yet. And I have no idea how Disney gets away with that with not with letting these kids work on it and having them not talk about it, whatever NDA these kids sign and how they obey it. Oh, dude, they were so – they were gassed. The kids, you could tell they were like genuinely – Acolyte crew too. They're all like, we haven't seen any of this yet. Like we're just seeing it for the first time. So they're like – you cannot fake that emotion. There's there's not a chance um, in hell. Like So like even when Rosero saw Ahsoka, I know something I'm looking the most forward to being being a Rebels guy. I'm in the middle of doing a watch now right before, you know, August – um, it, it, they gave us the trail everyone saw um, online, and then you know it was saw Grand Admiral Thrawn from behind. Like it was still um, internet buzzing, like trying to figure out who's playing this character until you know we find out the next day who is. But the Ahsoka trailer was awesome. 
heavily focused on Sabine. Um, it just a lot of Hera too. So Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I forgot somehow, is real life uh, married to Ewan McGregor. So very Star Wars family there. Uh, pretty yeah, that was it, awesome. The, it, the cast is awesome for that. The 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 crew is back, and we'll get to the Ahsoka panel um, when we you know get get to the next day. Day There's two, I want to talk about there. Yeah, day two, we'll talk about that. And uh, you know, we got to see we, next, right? Yeah, we we got to see um, you know the films. This is crazy to me. I, I really don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but people are like when 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 they were going to announce three films, right? So they, I think they showed us. Uh, was Mando last or they do the films last? I, I don't remember. It doesn't I thought matter. Mando was last, but... So they bring out... They announce the three films, right? And and Dave, you know, seems like a, under a lot of pressure to get Ahsoka out. And he he's like making like, you know, subtle jokes like, oh, I got, you know, it's August, hopefully, you know, and, and that's funny. But they bring out the three directors going to do the next three films. Um, you know, one take... And they give us the timeline, right? Like they kind of are making this like... You, uh, you know, like an organized, very organized um, way of storytelling, right? They give us the timeline of the three new movies that are coming out, which I thought was nice. Like that kind of helps. We are all big fans. Some people aren't, but where these are going to take place, like in the universe. Yeah. So, so yeah, James, they introduced James Mangold, who I was kind of surprised to learn that he's going to direct what they're calling a biblical, biblical epic about the dawn of the Jedi supposed to be 25,000 years before the current timeline. So I'm assuming that means 25,000 years before, well, it doesn't matter. 25,000 years before, um, episode one, I'm a, I guess. Um, but dude, he was actually supposed to direct a, the Boba Fett movie that got scrapped, uh, after solo. Um, and he's obviously doing, uh, in this new Indiana Jones for Lucasfilm. So, you know, we kind of got to see him talk. Keep in mind, they announced three movies. I I believe these movies are all like he's literally writing the movie right now. So they, there's obviously nothing that they could show us. I don't even know if there's actors tied to the film. Um, this I'm a little worried about this movie. To be honest with you, out of all the movies that they announced, this one to me seems like it could be the one that's either the farthest out. Or the one that has the potential to like change the most, whether, you know, they scrap it all together, whether they, um, you know. It also seems like the most difficult movie to make. Yeah, I don't. Like Mando, there's a lot of support there, right? There's three, four shows like tied tied to this, right? So it's like, okay, we have a background, but if you're going to do one film to kind of get this biblical story off the ground. That's, that's rough. And that's rough. And to announce, I don't even know who's doing the, um, the third movie for um, the new Jedi order. I, I don't, I don't remember who the, the director was. Maybe, maybe you do. I can't, I, I'm going to butcher her name. I feel it's Charmaine. I think it's Obaid, Obaid, Obaid Shinoi. Um, she's doing, the film that I guess is considered to be a sequel to the rise of Skywalker and 
with her, they brought Daisy Ridley out. No now, one booed. Let's let's get that out of the way too. Not only not only yeah, we, we we read that online, which is those people are clowns. We were clowns. Yeah, we were literally up drinking uh espresso martinis in the lounge <laughs> of the hotel. Like honestly, it's just like talking so much shit to these people on social media and I was like, did, did you comments? see this? She walked out, look at the booze. I'm like, nobody booed. There's not well, a single I person think people, was booed. Uh not even not they I don't even know if people were saying that they booed. I think a lot of people first of all, people were saying Kathleen Kennedy got a cold response from the fans. Did not happen. Did not right? I didn't that 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 didn't happen. Yeah, everyone, her, every, her, we were, her leaving was, was her uh, standing ovation when she left was very cool. Like that was even bro, wild. The, the Lucasfilm showcase, we're, we're not even done yet, was fire. Everything that they talked about, it, there was no misses. Meaning there was not a single thing that you went, eh. It all looked amazing. It all sounded great. It makes it seem like their vision is a little bit more clear. She she commented they want to get back to making movies and they had to be the right movies and they think that they have that now. They that and that's why they when outlined they, for us what they're doing. This new t- we saw a new timeline. I know it made its way around the internet, right? I have now it they have in front these of me. new Yeah, so they have these new like keep in mind they've established a new timeline. This is only part of she even said that. This is only a small part of what they're working on. I'm willing to bet maybe first, maybe May, May the 4th, maybe we find out some more info or, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just going to be later in the year, Comic-Con, I don't know. We're going to maybe find out they're working on other projects. But now, if you have a movie set in this time, maybe you're going to have a show set in this time. Or maybe you're going to, it's going to open up all these other opportunities for them now that they've established this more or less new-ish um, timeline. What's cool is they finally acknowledge the old Republic. So when they put this massive timeline up for everyone to see, th- there's going to be that movie um, in the dawn of the Jedi era. That's that biblical film Chris was talking about. Old Republic, which everyone loves, everyone's favorite Star Wars video game, right in that timeline. High Republic, Acolyte era. Then we get to Fall of the Jedi. So you know that, Order 66. Um, Reign of the Empire, obviously, are four, five, and six films, and Age of Rebellion, right there. That's the same sweet spot. New Republic, Mandoverse, Dave Filoni's movie, uh, Rise of the First Order. We're talking seven, eight, and nine, and then the New Jedi Order, Daisy's movie, right there. So they give it to so, you. It's cool to see the old Republic acknowledged, and they just they give you where everything can live, right? Whether it's games, books, films, shows. They, they just made it so easy for you. I, I did hear a rumor real quick about this sequel to Rise of Skywalker. Um, th- it actually lost its original. They had someone originally helming that movie. I forget who it is. But when they lost their lead, when they lost that director, writer, director, they lost their lead. I, I read that Daisy Ridley. Now she might now be but she was not supposed to be the lead of this movie. They were going to time jump, like I think 15 years or something they said. And right. But she was essentially going to take a backseat in a very much like almost like a Luke Skywalker ish role 
or she would be the Obi-Wan Kenobi in a way. And that this had a new lead when they got a new person set to helm this movie, the lead dropped out. That's what I heard. So Daisy Ridley's still attached, but I had heard they lost their lead. Maybe they're rewriting it. There's rumors uh, as recently as this week that John Boyega patched things up with Kathleen Kennedy. He, he obviously has been very vocal um, about some stuff with Star Wars. It's, he, it'll be so funny it, when they open this movie and he's just swinging a blade. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Like that's that – I, <laughs> I, think, I think they patched it. I heard that they patched it up and he's, he's, he's going to be back. So um, that one seems to be very much – Moving forward, I don't see that changing. The Filoni movie, last thing I'll say about that is that one seems kind of up in the air. And when I say up in the air, I just don't know. They just were very vague about it. It says that it's basically going to be a movie about the New Republic and it's going to act as like this culmination to the events of Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and these other Mando verse related shows. I heard they may even pull from video games. Don't know what that means, but I think it's wild that we'll get to, when we get to the Ahsoka panel, one thing I'll say now and to to take out of there, Rosario said, I really hope this gets a second season. If it does well and you guys love it, I'm like, damn. So we don't, how it ends, like, how do you not know if it has a second season or is she just saying that, like, you know, or still got Mando season four is written, which is going to take place like after Ahsoka or maybe same time. So it's like, is there going to be a Mando five and Ahsoka season two, then the film like this movie's like, this movie's like not, this movie's like six years away. I feel like it's not the first movie to come out out of all of these. And I, I think it might be the second of them and then that other yeah um, biblical my, tale will be third but i think the next movie coming out is going to be sequel trilogy uh wrap up for sure yeah Jedi, totally i think that's the sure. i think that's the first one uh, so i think it's yeah i'm with you the the sequel trilogy sequel i guess you could call it i don't even know what they're gonna what that's gonna be because they didn't come right out and say episode 10 I just said it's going to be a sequel or it's going to be a, a Jedi new Jedi order movie. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think James Mangold's movie um, about the dawn of the Jedi is the furthest one out. So he, he's writing. I think I told you uh, James Gunn literally like days after it was announced that he's doing this star Wars movie confirmed to somebody that they're, he's, he's writing swamp thing at the same time. It's crazy how much we ha- we're trying to like pack into this episode, and I feel like we might have to do this like in in two parts. Get some panel stuff out of the way, then talk about experiences like on the floor. I mean, it's not to like bore people, so I don't know how you feel about that wild card. Wild card? Well, yeah, just just wild card. Uh, a, qu- a quick uh, note from the. Uh, uh, editing room people are like yeah maybe we'll talk about the panels and then we'll talk about um like we like the floor stuff and and the meet and greets in like a in, you know, like a second episode just to not like well that was people. that was so 
so we're still not even done with Lucasfilm panel at this point because we, uh, oh, that was it. So Mando actually was second to last, I believe, because, so yeah, they bring out Filoni and Favreau and they're talking about Mandalorian, which I thought was interesting because we're smack in the middle of season three or towards the end of season three. And I think a lot of people were feeling a certain way, having just seen chapter 22. That was the Jack Black and Lizzo episode. I know a lot of people were critical of that. Um, They talked about Mando. Jon Favreau talked about how season four was written already. Um, And then they kind of just unexpected to me. I was not expecting this. They said, do you guys want to see a trailer for next week's uh, episode, which which would be which was going to be chapter twenty three, and what they ended up showing us was like the first, they like what what I what we call the cold open, which is I think I talked about this on here a couple of weeks ago. We got to see um, the scene where uh, her name's escaping me now, but the um, she's essentially like the double agent now. Who you know working? She'd work from off Gideon oh, uh, down on Coruscant. Just... Yeah, her name is so trick. I don't know why I have a problem something, with that name. Something I... Ia Ia. I don't remember. Eva Eva. Yeah, whatever. You guys know who we're talking about. Um, she she's the one who you know wrecked Doctor Parshing's brain. Uh, we we saw that whole what we call cold open. And we got that great scene with Moff Gideon in the Shadow Council, and he drops Grand Admiral Thrawn's name. Everybody went nuts when we saw that because we're watching on a big screen. Keep in mind, there's a movie screen. We're watching this trailer. So the trailer that that was awesome. Like seeing that trailer was awesome. We we see the trailer. We're, I'm like very hyped for like I'm like okay, this is it. Like Mando's picking up. The, next week's about to be insane. Can't wait to watch that. Can't wait to watch that episode. And then John Favreau says that they wanted to do something else. They want to do one better for the fans. So that if they announced that if you got into these panels, you were given a bracelet. That bracelet was going to be your ticket, so to speak, to come back later that night at 5.30 p.m. I think it was 5.30 p.m. for a 6 o'clock showing. They were going to show us the whole episode. So chapter 23, we were going to get to see it like, five days early, I guess at that point um, in its entirety. And then we also got that. I don't know if you saw star Wars has now been using it. Um, it was the poster essentially remember how for a while, the picture of Mandalorian they were using was just Mando holding Grogu, like blasting off. It's that new, like white looking poster, great looking poster. It's got everybody on it. Um, anyway, the we double got that agent. The double O agent is Aliyah Kane. Aliyah Kane. Yeah, why was I thinking? Elia Kane, Aliyah Kane, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that that right there in itself too was was a highlight because I can tell you this, um, and this is why we got to get back to Star Wars movies. There's just something about, <clears throat> it's like music. If you're someone who's into live music, there's just something about that communal experience. We watched chapter 23 in a room with 
2,500 other people on a big screen. And, you know, that, that in itself, I mean, the episode itself was kind of cinematic, but like it just made it feel big time. And it just made it like, I don't know, I had goosebumps watching it. That was really an awesome experience. Probably the one of the highlights of the weekend for me was, and not only that, we were walking around, you know, there was, I mean, we ran into all these people at Celebration. They, I mean, they were not lucky enough to have gotten to see that. You know, I'd say probably only maybe a third of all attendees at Celebration that day got to got to see that episode um so i mean it was pretty cool just just having gotten to see that and and having that experience it was tough to not even you know i I mean somebody told me they had the force awakens ruined for them you know um as they waited to you know go into the theater uh, when they saw it for the first time so when you're walking around you're almost like you're looking around like oh uh hey can we Oh, oh, you saw it? Oh, yeah. Oh, here, like, a couple people was like, oh, man, it was great. And I was like, it's episode seven was my favorite episode of the entire series. And I stand by that. And I, or whatever, chapter 23, I think, like, whatever was the best. But it was, like Chris said, great to see it with a, with a group, see everyone's reaction. What a nice gift. Um, the phones were definitely not allowed to be out during that, you know? And it just, I feel like... It, it added to the suspense knowing I was doing something like that. Not many other people that what 10,000 people were in the world were doing, you know, got to see it first. Right. Like that's, that made me feel like special and important. And, uh, that was honestly like one of my favorite moments of the entire, um, it set you know, the weekend. tone. That was, yeah, day it really one. did. You know, we couldn't be greedy. Like I think we're going to do this in two parts and I, those things, you know, whether you didn't get something from Funko or you didn't, you know, get this from Hasbro, like you got to see something that none of the other, um, I don't know, people working the event got to see or so many people at home stateside. Like I was texting so many people like, dude, this is, I got, you know, my buddy Robbie Fox um, with his podcast, my office basement, like shouting out, like I got a source there. Like I got a guy on the inside who said he saw it and it's the best episode of the series. Like it's, it's up there. Like I was like, texting people like six hours well six hours ahead like dude this is what just happened like people were losing it for me and uh you know i don't know if they do that something like that very often i don't know if there's content to do it but that was like super meaningful you know it's up there with me seeing the phantom menace in 99 like getting pulled out of school to go see it like it's like that quality of a a moment for me enjoying star wars you know and there's a lot of people that try to take that away from you but that's that's really like the, one of the coolest things that's you know happened for us. So it's it's very very sick. Yeah, I, I mean, I just that was it was awesome. I um, <laughs> I did my good deed that day too. I it was very unorganized when they first shuffled us in there. So they were like handing out bracelets, but I guess not everybody got one, or they they figured out somewhere that oh we have all these extra bracelets, but this room is kind of filled, so. On the way out, they were asking people, did you get a bracelet? Did you get a bracelet? Um, and I don't know. I think I wanted you to get one, but you, whatever, you didn't. But so I took one. I said I didn't get one, and I took one. And then I held on to it all day. I didn't know how I was going to give it to someone. And I only had one, which was like kind of cruel if I was going to meet a group, and I only have one to give someone. So 
what ended up happening was they made us queue back up. Actually, excuse me, I take that back. When they were showing Mando that evening um, at 5.30, people were lined up in that queue that me and Vinny were in in the morning. Those people were now trying to effectively stand by to see the episode, right? Those people didn't get into the panel in the morning. So I kind of felt for those people because I was in their shoes in the morning, not knowing whether or not I'm going to get in to see this thing. So I excused myself from the line. I had a ticket and I, I told whatever I think I told security I had to go to the bathroom and I walked over to the people on standby. And at first I probably seemed like a creep because I'm like, is anybody single? And I guess got a lot of weird looks. Um, it's an awkward moment for me, but I'm like, is, is anybody a single? Like, is anyone here by themselves? I know that's a weird question. And uh, this girl uh, ended up being like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here by myself, actually. And I went over to her as quietly as possible and said, hey, listen. I think she was kind of like hesitant, like, what the heck is going on? I said, listen, I, I have an extra bracelet. And she told, I think, it, like, she didn't even believe me. I think she was like, what? Like, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah, listen, I got this this morning. I have one already. I, I told security I didn't get one. Uh, here you go. Like, enjoy. Like, and she, she didn't remember, you remember, Vin, she came over and, and stood with us for a little bit. And it made me feel good. It was like my good deed. She was guaranteed to get in. She, uh, I'm assuming, went and got her free poster when it was all said and done. So it negated the amount of times you called uh, the cab drivers wankers. So that's that's good. <laughs> I, th- I think that evens itself out when you 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 know you did that. So um, that's that's nice. You're you're a good man. Um, we got to see a little bit of the end Indiana Jones, and at this point, I had to pee so bad I could care less. I'm like, dude. I'm Star Wars out. I literally have been up since seven. The long, like, I like that was just a lot. Like, I was just like, oh god. Like, I was just like, all the, the feelings. End of, I had a piece the so end of Lucasfilm. Yeah, I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's, let's 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 go. Yeah, like you know, all the mushy stuff. Chris did a great thing. You know, that, you know, doing that. But for the end of that Lucasfilm panel, I was trying to get the f out of there quick. It was. It was. It was the longest, obviously. They even went over on time. I don't know if you remember that, but it was, I think, only scheduled. I think it was scheduled to be 11 to 12 or 1230. Yeah. I think. I want to say it got out closer to one. Because, yeah, they sh- first of all, they showed us, by the way, they showed us Indiana Jones. We saw the trailer, the brand new trailer that the public hadn't seen yet. And then James Mangold was like, how would you guys like to see the middle of the movie? like a chunk. Like I think it was like nine minutes of the, of the center of the film. So it was like a chase scene through Morocco. So we're like, okay, that was the that worst point, part. You know. That was the worst part for me. He's like, who wants to see like four minutes of, of the trailer? And I had to pee so bad. I'm like, oh, four minutes. I got another four minutes. He goes, no, I think it's like five. No, no, no. It's like, it's like six. And he's like, he's like, it's not six. And someone like off camera is like, no, it's like probably like eight or nine minutes. She's like, I think we got like a nine minutes of the movie. I was like, at this point, just show the whole damn, show the whole damn thing. I'm hungry. I got to pee. And it made me, it was like, cool. Not enjoy it, less. It, it was cool. Um, you know, it would have been cooler if Harrison Ford came out. Uh, yeah, he did a nice little he- video. Yeah. That's that's the sad thing, man. These guys are like getting like up there. I think like the next 
celebration they're going to celebrate what it's we're in 23 right now so maybe they're going to celebrate a new hope at the next one i believe no no it'd be I'm the, ne- it'd be the next this. one the next so one. it'd be 2027 like, is 2027 right. gonna be so not japan like the next one was going to be california or it's going to be stateside right and you're like dude man we saw billy d williams is pushing new york baby. in the 80s right yeah so new york, baby uh yeah that was so that was that was the cap on there was a lot. Lucasfilm to be honest with you, that that panel was the longest panel. It was the most packed with stuff. It's probably why we dedicated an hour of this podcast just to that. Um let's do let's do the Ahsoka panel and then we'll we'll break and then we'll we'll, we'll so, do the next part. Yeah, so yeah. we won't even get into vendor stuff day day one i i would i would just like to reiterate if you're if you are lucky enough or you make the decision to go to celebration in in not next year the, the next the following year just keep like i said keep in mind you're going to want to be in these panels especially now they're announcing movies the stuff you're going to get to see and witness try 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 for vip tickets and you're going to have to keep it and you're going to have to prioritize getting into a panel might mean, I think Vinny alluded to this. It might mean, okay, you're not going to get online at Funko or you're going to have to get a different reservation for the store, but you got to figure out, you know, what, what's the most important thing to you and make that one or two things like make that the priority. And that's it. Like we kind of had to do that. We had to say, listen, what's one and what's two for us. And for me and Vinny Lucasfilm, was was probably one for me and maybe Ahsoka was one for Vinny and he had Lucasfilm as a two and maybe I had Ahsoka as two, but like we were more or less on the same page and that was our first two days. So when I left Lucasfilm um, that day and effectively Mando that night, I felt like, dude, this is it. Like I would have been so bummed and, and, and so upset had we missed it. But the fact that it, for me, it made the waiting worth it. So I kind of said, you know what? Yeah, we got up early and we, but it was all for something. So we felt good about it. So I guess knowing everything we knew day one, right? To Vinny's point, people were lining up. We said, we're probably going to have to get there earlier day two because the Ahsoka panel, I think for everyone, for most people, I think was actually, that was the top one. I and, never, and so I, underestimated the love for this character until I went to like this panel, like next level with the merch, the apparel, the Ashley Eckstein, like Ahsoka meetup. You could do a photo op with Ashley and Rosario. You could like do a photo op and pay for that. The merch, the, the people cosplaying as her on it, like original, trilogy like like character worthy like i think i saw more people dressing up as um as ahsoka than i did see like luke Han and leia like that's no Uh, yes thousand no thousand in there a thousand percent and i've touched on this on this podcast before now again i not that i don't understand it i do understand it I, i it's always been for me i'm just of a different generation so i end up feeling like i'm talking like i'm old or preachy or something like that I think for a lot of people, this that character was their introduction to Star Wars. 
you know what I mean? Like for, there, there is an entire generation of people, or, or, you know, or, or there's people who, you know, we, we met, we met that awesome couple who we now follow, um, the whole family cosplays, you know, they had a little girl who was dressed as Ahsoka. I mean, she was front and center dude with Ashley Eckstein. Um, there was pictures on Ashley Eckstein's, uh, Instagram and on starwars.com and uh, on celebrations website of this little girl who me and you like met, we talked, we were talking with the parents, I guess before that meetup, even before we even knew, we just thought she was like the cutest thing, three years old. So, you know, she's a kid and I guess, you know, that, that character, um, is something that, you know, it speaks to her and she likes that, but yeah, dude, there's an entire generation of people. It was everyone, like her said, ages three to someone like in like their forties. Like it was wild. Like I, it was just really wild. So for me, Getting into this panel meant, you know, we, Chris was like, we should probably get there a little early. I think we got there even like maybe like 15 minutes earlier. I think um, we got there at seven, like on the dot. Like me and you, we yep, cut downstairs then, for our English breakfast yep. a little early. Yeah. And booked and it over there. Got an Uber. And, and it was like more. And then we were, so like on day one, we were like row two, right? Uh, in the, um, in the pen area, right? So when we got inside, the queue, we're right, in yeah. in the queue. Yeah. So now we're in, we're in lane one. So we're like, oh, we're good. Honestly, it was just again sardines trapped. Honestly, no, first, neither of us got first sick. Five hundred. I didn't catch maybe? COVID. Right. Yeah. Honestly, like mm, I won't even say less, dude. I think we were like first like three hundred people in there for sure. Yeah, we for sure. Me, me and Vinny knew we had to get there. We had to get there early. Now, now again, gauging, crammed, gauging, crammed by the there, day. Now, I'll say this: we were wise to do that because I was gauging it. So, had we showed up twenty minutes later, we would have been further back than we were the day before. Because also, I, I think Saturday like, that was the most that, popular right? day. Tickets, yeah. I wonder if that was too like that. That standby line was like closed quick, like. That guy, we we saw him what three times that weekend? Well, four times that weekend. We saw him two, three panels and yeah. the Mando thing. That guy was very, very cool. Uh, and you know, he's got to play good cop, bad cop there, like letting, gauging it, letting the racks fill in, telling people to cut off. Sorry, of you know, we'll, we'll usher you in if there's seats. Like that, dude. Was, they that announced. Was you remember they announced that day that there was no standby. They announced the day of Ahsoka, no standby in the main room. Or that it was yeah. already filled, or and like, then yeah, so you get an something. alert on your phone, right? Like in the app, if you have the celebration app, you get alerted. So, so we we went, we so we essentially got we went through the same thing again. So, okay, we lined up at seven. We 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 doors Chris open got at glasses. ten. I got my glasses, and me and Vinny Secur- get <laughs> yeah, over remember to security. Such a joke. Yeah, yeah, we get we oh, get joke. into. We go. We book it right to the galaxy stage once, once again, and we're in a better spot than we were yesterday. So we knew, hey, we're getting in. Like at least we had that peace of mind. Okay, look, we're in a better spot than we were yesterday. Yesterday we got in and standby. Today we're guaranteed our spot. So we got into the Ahsoka panel, which ended up being um, it exceeded my expectations because. I said to myself, what? Because we just saw the trailer the day before. And I I would say the selfish part of me said, 
I was told nothing that was streamed or nothing that was shown at Celebration was going to be streamed or was going to be shown. They didn't have plans to show it to the public. So when we saw the Ahsoka trailer and are talking to our friend stateside and people go, oh, yeah, they just put it on YouTube. I'm like, yo, the trailer's on YouTube? Like, really? So I kind of was wondering, like, okay, they're going to have to do something in the panel that steps up what they showed yesterday at the Lucasfilm showcase. That that was different for me. I felt felt we were just going to see it again. And I think I told you that. And I was like, they're going to bring out no. the character who's Remember playing I called, Ezra. That's going to be the reveal. I, I called Chopper. Remember, because I, not- I remember noticeably yeah. being like, wait a minute. They they brought out, you know, day one, they bring out, obviously, Rosario Dawson. And, you know, they bring out Hera and they bring out Sabine. So, of course, we do the panel and we get Chopper. Which I knew that that was all. You must have like loved that. Seeing he's him, a war like, criminal. <laughs> seeing him, seeing him in person, and then you know, hearing it, they just went a little bit more in depth. You know, hearing Rosario Dawson, I, I will say, this is a character that that has grown on me. I, I am not of that. Uh, generation and I'm a huge I, I, I think Dave Filoni is a genius I, I will I will I will back everything and anything that he is tied to um, in, in Star Wars I did not always understand the Ahsoka character I'll, I'll say that now um, or, or appreciate it for what it was right I my introduction to that character was that movie they did the Clone Wars movie and you know I remember being like okay this is not for me but Anyway, now, uh, being a fan of Rebels and that storyline, you know, this Ahsoka series feels very much like the Rebels sequel. Would you agree? I mean, it's it's almost Dave's, as much as their show as it is her show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Dave's baby. And it's cool to see him kind of like bring this character to life with, with George and then being able to put her in Rebels and, and give her – you know, a, a bigger story, even in Clone Wars and stuff for that final season and stuff and Tales of the Jedi, right? We get a little bit more of that with her there. But these people playing these characters, man, like that's what I went for. Not for the additional footage, which I, I was like not thinking we were going to get, but like hearing them talk about in depth, like they've all watched Rebels. They've watched Clone Wars. They're, um, you know, the, the, what the training was like seeing some of that stuff behind the screens, like learning Rosario is now like amb- ambidextrous, like being able to use, you know, both, you know, being left-handed and right-handed using both the same. Look at you like, with that word. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I'm impressed. Normally you would botch that. Yeah. I don't know more. Or you'd, you'd say and, another word. You'd be like, look at Rosario. if She's amphibious. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's cool. That's that stuff. It is stuff that was very interesting to me. And and something that they didn't talk about, like they brought out Rosario. They brought out the character playing Hera. They brought out Natasha um, Bordizzo. They brought out um, the two people playing the, uh, I, they didn't, the, the, the other lightsaber wielders. Like the, the they brought them out. Um, 
Dude, the, they brought. Like, didn't they bring out the the chick that she fought in um, Mando? Yes. Yep. And how she's so hyped, right? They brought these people out, and then I'm like, the whole panel. I knew it. They though. do mention I knew, this. I think I told you. I knew. I knew it had to be. They. Big. It was they be did time. not mention. They did not mention Ezra at all. They they like dance around like saying they have to go find someone. They're like, we need to like, we need to get back to. We need to bring someone. We're looking for someone. They say they're looking for someone, right? And the word Ezra never comes out of any character's mouth. And it's almost like the big, like it's like saying Voldemort in Harry Potter. It's like the big reveal. Like, and then we're like, okay. And then um, the moderator for the panel, which I thought this this person did a great job. There's some moderators that weekend that I did not care for that I feel like didn't do their homework or just socially awkward up there. But this moderator was great. Know. I'd really have to. Yeah, would have to look into like who, who moderated this panel. And they talk about seeing Thrawn from behind and and, and they show the additional all the additional footage that they show and, and Dave's like, well, you know, whoever's playing him, you know, is is here. Like we should bring him out. And they bring out the voice actor for Thrawn, Lars, Lars Mickelson. They bring him out. And he does this walk uh, uh, as Thrawn would in Rebels with the hands behind the back slight dash of liam gallagher in there um wait um i don't think i think they showed him in the trailer before they brought him out yeah whichever this was but for him to come out there man like this man couldn't even get a word out like he was in awe of of the reception he got for that just in case well i just want to i mean maybe people probably know but like let's just assume that they don't right um i would i would just explain that the highlight if you will of the of the ahsoka panel was that they re-showed the trailer that they had just shown us the day before that same trailer that is on youtube with extended footage and inside that extended footage was a lot of sabine wielding ezra's lightsaber right that was that was like one thing, like oh, quite a few. And then we see Thrawn, that scene where we see him from the back, we end up seeing him from the front. So we get a good shot of his face. I mean, the bright red eyes and the blue skin. And I mean, the contrast of that and the white uniform. The uh, that That reaction was maybe... For me, pretty sure that was the loudest reaction of the any panel I saw was when people saw Thrawn. That place went nuts, dude. Everyone like shrieked. And then as if that wasn't enough, because you watch it and you're like, dude, I got to see that. They showed it again. They did it. They did like a, they did like a, they did like a do it again and they rolled it again. And then after rolling it again, they then, they add like I think the actors kind of moved over, like almost like they added a seat. And dude, they announce him. He walks to that point, Vin. He walks out and he gets almost like the standing O. He was you could tell he was moved. He was literally like blown away that he got that reaction. He looks so good. He looks so good, man. Just you got the back of him on, on the YouTube trailer when they showed the face of it, like they like 
you're, you're, the whole ride of, of that trailer is, is, is up and down. It's, we see Sabine on like a swoop bike, like driving away from the fall, like on the first episode of Rebels. It's kind of tweaked out and spray painted a little bit like she does. There's some, maybe a shot of the ghost. There's all this crazy stuff that you, you get to see. In there. You, get to see, you know, I think you get to see the world, um, world between worlds, like, you know, um, a little bit in there. You, you get to see more Sabine. The space the whale. Saber, like Chris. Yeah, you get, and then you get to see Sabine with short hair because – they say they explain it why she has long hair. So we get to Rebels and, and a Rebels epilogue or prologue, and then she's got short hair, right? Looks great. Then in this, she's got really long hair. So I don't know. I've heard rumors that the first four episodes of Ahsoka are pre-Rebels um, prologue or epilogue or whatever, like the ending of Rebels, right? Like where Sabine's out on the ledge. And then the other four are post that. So I don't know any have any validity to that it's just what i've read um but you know, you see her in with short hair at one like one time it's you really don't see her with short hair in the whole trailer and then you see the space whale um that we saw a clip in in hyperspace in mando season three uh same creature that takes thrawn and ezra out to into hyperspace but you get you like see this like quick and then like i said the frontal shot of thrawn um which you know, everyone just went buck wild for and getting Lars out there, man, was you try to like close your eyes and like, how's this man going to act and, 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 and sound like this character, but it's, we've only seen it animated and he's going to be up there, man, that he looked great. And I'm very happy for him. Very cool. Yeah. That, that was, that was the highlight. In fact, I, I just remembered like, you know, Vinny is a huge Rebels fan. I remember I was like, I, I, same thing. I had a moment. I just like turned to you. I put my hand on your shoulder and you were, I, you just were like, you were like in a daze. You couldn't even, you just didn't even move. You They've hinted you were like, at this like character. Paralyzed. They've hinted at this character, you know, twice in Mando, once with the Shadow Council and then, you know, like with the Ahsoka episode and, now it's like okay you know what? we're gonna use this and then the trailer the heir to the empire you're like dude are you serious like are we are we doing this like could we well that are we yeah that like what are we doing so for me right being being an older star wars fan um a dave and it's funny because you know i don't know i don't dave filoni is older than i am obviously <laughs> But um, maybe not, obviously, but he was speaking, you know, one of the things I took away from this was he talked about, and I just related so much that there was, Star Wars was dead post Return of the Jedi in the 90s, right? Like, that was it. Okay, they did special edition, but it was dead. It wasn't. Today, you have all this content. You know what you had? If you wanted new Star Wars content, you had books. So those Timothy Zahn novels, dude, the ones that I had, paperback books that I got from who knows where, Walden Books or Media Play or fuck, who knows what. Like, Is it just one book or is it more than one? It's three. No, 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 no. It's three books. 
like Dark Force, Dark Force Rising, and yeah, dude. And so, but I didn't know that as a kid. I, I, I like. I think I my first introduction was Dark Force Rising, because I, you know, I wasn't. I was younger. I, I, I was probably to put into perspective, right? I was probably about eleven, maybe twelve, and I would buy a book if I liked. You know, when you're eleven or twelve, like yeah, I could read the stuff. Right. And I understood what I was reading, but I would look at the cover. So I, that cover stands out in my mind. It's a black book and it's got a big shot of the Millennium Falcon on it. Right. And you see Leia and you see Han. And I, I just remembered that that was my introduction. And I remember the Grand Admiral, you know, reading about Grand Admiral Thrawn. I remember them doing the expanded universe power of the force figure Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. Um, and so when I heard Dave Filoni talk about that's what he had and he remembers going in the mall and he remembers the Timothy Zahn novel displays and he remembers reading those books and that they've been consulting with Timothy Zahn about this character that they, that the same way that people go to Dave Filoni about all things Star Wars, like, Hey, does this fit within the canon? Does this fit within this and that? That they're consulting with Timothy Zahn about the Thrawn character? Like, this? would he do this? Would he do that? Would he, you know, whatever. And that they are adapting some of that is like, A, a mind-blowing, but B, like, now I'm really like, I mean, I enjoyed Rebels, right? I was not as big a fan as you. Right, but I, I I I really enjoyed it. I was late to the party on that. Um, but knowing that they're now intertwining these things and that they can be related, that the same Thrawn from the book could be the same Thrawn that we're getting in this Ahsoka show is is like incredible. And I'm I'm like very excited for this show. I think up to this point um i don't i don't like comparing this and that but like i think everyone would agree mando's probably the strongest showing <clears throat> for star wars live action that's not disrespect for andor or disrespect for book of boba fett whatever um but i think this ahsoka show has the potential to be like the show like I, I think people are going to subscribe to Disney to see this show. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like this is you're going to sell stuff off of this show. Um, you, I mean, you said it the 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 love that the Ahsoka character has, but now you're bringing in all these other things. You know, this is also potentially a bridge to events in Mando, bridge to events in sequel trilogy like we somewhere between we we go from thrawn to first order at some point so this this story holds so much um responsibility and power and i like it it just there's a lot there's a lot riding on this right To, to to get us to where we're going right and i know season four of Mando, what's just going to be him and Grogu running missions? Like, no, 
this show is going to affect this. That's why Favreau was on site or on, 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 on set, like, you know, with this, like, oh, like seeing what Dave's doing and writing simultaneously and making notes and all this stuff. And they worked on it. It's written. But there's a lot riding on this show. And I think maybe that's why Dave's so nervous for August to, to come around. But, I mean, I'm going to go watch that trailer when we're done. And hopefully get some Fallen Order in before I go to bed tonight. But, or a Jedi Survivor, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know, man. I They call it the Mandoverse. But, I, I mean, I, I love that. But I feel like this is going to, the show is heavily going to ride on season one and potentially a season two like i feel like you know i don't know there's a there's a there's gonna be a lot with the show man it's gonna it's gonna be awesome i i will just clarify too i was i was off on my dates but that's when i got the books <laughs> i i discovered star wars late later so those um, books actually those books are actually 91 well, Air to the Empire is 91, and Dark Force Rising was 92, and Last Command is 93. Me and Vinny discovered, we talked about this maybe first episode on here, we discovered Star Wars in like 95, right? Power of the Force, more or less, was our introduction to Star Wars. Then I you know, discovered VHS, the original trilogy before Special Edition, um, and that was our introduction. So once I blew through those, I, I just remember like, yeah, I was hungry for more. So for me, that was 95, 96. And I can tell you now that, yeah, Dark Force Rising was the first book that I got. And again, it's just because Grand Admiral Thrawn is on the front of that book with Luke looking like Return of the Jedi with his green lightsaber. Like I told you, the Millennium Falcon and you got Leia and Han. And it's funny because I remember reading it and being like, some of the stuff didn't make sense because I was like, who are they talking? In some cases, who are they talking about? Not realizing there was that Era of the Empire book. But I went back, got the other books. Um, yeah. So Reco- it's it's a recommended read, dude. Uh, I could tell you now I've gone back because I got rid of those books foolishly, the ones that I had. And uh, I recently bought Heir to the Empire off Amazon, and I want to say it cost me six bucks for the paperback. They've redone it. It has a new cover, um, not the original, but awesome. Very cool. There's also an awesome, awesome uh, Dark Horse comic uh, line for that, too, but it gets a little expensive. Give me flashback Kanan Jarrus cameo. Freddie Prince Jr. Or the show won't be perfect. Uh dude, dude, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I would I would bet money. I would bet big money. At the very least. At the very least, his voice is gonna be there. It could even be it could even talking be talking like to as Hera, well. yeah. Or no or 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 a night terror for, for Hera. You know, that's her man. It's baby daddy. Yeah. Well, and and his son. Jason Sindula. Gonna be in it. Yeah, he's gonna be in it, dude. I can't believe it's an hour and a half into this. We're gonna have to break this up into two parts to wrap up talking. We only about... we only t- we're not even and that's and and like we're only talking the panels, dude. Like you know, we have well, we got long the Clone Wars panel there. we could talk about. Yeah, we got the, we got meeting John Carlo, we got meeting Ewan McGregor to talk about. Um, 
the, the celebration shop. So this is probably at the halfway point of the weekend for us. So we'll give you that's our Friday, Saturday. We'll give you. Well, yeah, I want to our... talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about some stuff too. The 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 booths that we weren't able to get into. Uh, I want to talk about, but I do want to talk about the tops booth, um, which was big for me. Uh, maybe we could touch on Forbidden Planet. That mess. Uh, we can. Um, uh, yeah, the Hasbro, the Hasbro's booth that they had. Um, and do's yeah, and don'ts. Uh, if you plan on going and um, to, to another celebration, not that we're experts, but just some things that we saw. So we're about the halfway point of the weekend. So we'll do this kind of in two parts. Um, and we'll we'll have the next one, you know, a week after this one. So hope you enjoyed. Hope you laughed. Hope you um, we hyped it up enough and encourage you to go to a Star Wars celebration. Uh, I think everyone... Star Wars fans should go to go to one. Maybe not all four days, but we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Until why next don't time. we also, yeah, when and sorry, Vinny, I was going to say maybe what we should do too is, in conjunction with this release, um, we should probably go through the camera roll, and there's so many pictures that we did not post from the weekend that we should maybe spend the week between this podcast coming out and part two um, posting like a, like a, a, you know, a wave of those pictures, a lot of great cosplay pics that we took with people that I don't think saw the light of day. Some did, but we should, we should post a bunch. Until next time, it's all wings report in on Instagram. It's all wings report on Twitter. Hope you're, uh, enjoying Jedi Survivor. I'm about to uh, dive into that now. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Talk to you next week.